Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for April 5th, 2022. Now, we're like a week and a half away from Resurrection Sunday. Resurrection Sunday morning is the, the most important day in the history of history, the, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. But for those of us that are Christians, we also need to understand the importance of the cross and how a lot of things change. And so we've been learning about the importance of the cross, learning about the life of Jesus and learning about grace and the law and the rules and how Jesus delivered us from them and all of these things. I'm flowing in that vein today. The title of today's message is Why God Introduced Rules and Why Jesus Reintroduced Grace. Why God Introduced Rules and Why Jesus Reintroduced Grace. This is going to be very informative, so I pray that you open up your heart to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word. So now, why God introduced the rules and why Jesus reintroduced grace? Um, what does this mean for you today? I have three major things to share with you, but each one of these are like could be a message in and of itself. So let me take my time. I need to teach this. This is really important. I'm going to try not to get too super excited, but I'm going to teach this. And for those of you that get, your, get my notes, you should check this out in the notes as well um, so that you can go back and see. I'm not making this up. This is all in the Bible. So understanding God's grace prior to the law. If you missed yesterday's message, you should go back and watch that. Yesterday's message, you know, I, anyway, the Holy Spirit had me to explain all of these transitions in a way I never really heard it before. Uh, he gave it to me yesterday morning. I, I thought it was good. I, I, I trust that you enjoyed it as well. All right, so understanding God's grace prior to the law. So people think of the law, and then Jesus ushered us into grace, but there was grace before the law. Let me explain. So if we look at how God operated in the Old Testament prior to Exodus chapter 20, then what we're going to see is a God of grace. Let me give you some examples. In Exodus chapter 14, when the Lord delivered the Israelites out of Egypt, the Israelites complained when they got to the Red Sea, right? So they had the Red Sea before them. They had Pharaoh's army behind them, and they complained to Moses. They was like, man, what, what'd you do? You brought us out here to die? They exhibited no faith whatsoever. And they was like, man, you brought us out here to die. But God, who is rich in mercy, he opened up the Red Sea. He made the ground dry so that even as the Israelites were walking out, they wouldn't even get stuck in the mud. I mean, that's how good God is. He opened up the Red Sea and made the bottom of the ocean dry just for them so that they could walk across safely on dry ground. And once they got across to the other side and they were safe on the other side, then the Lord closed up the sea, destroying Pharaoh and his army. So they came across on dry ground. Not only that, the Bible says that they came out with silver and gold, right? So they were slaves for 400 years. Now they're free. They come out, they're free, and they're rich. And furthermore, the Bible says there was not one feeble one among them. So now they're healthy, they're free, and they're rich. And it was the grace. It was the grace of God. This is clearly a grace case. Even though they were complaining, God blessed them richly. You got it? Exodus chapter 15. After this amazing Red Sea experience, Moses led the Israelites for three days without getting any water. 
So when they got to Mara, there was a place called Mara. They was like, man, we're thirsty. We need some water. Okay, so they found water. But the problem was that this water was too bitter to drink. Mara means bitter. So the people complained and they said, now you brought us out here. We don't even have nothing to drink. <laughs> Why would you do that? And so once again, like God just delivered you, dude, like with the Red Sea experience and you're still complaining. So they had no faith. They were complaining. They were angry. They were complaining to Moses and complaining to God. So what did God do? God was like, no, I'm going to still bless him. So God tells Moses, take a stick, throw it into the water. He throws it into the water and the water became sweet. And now they could drink the water. And that was a blessing. And that was grace, even though they complained, right? Exodus chapter 16, after the miracle of the Red Sea and the sweet water, then the people was like, man, I'm hungry. Then the people started complaining and they started to commiserate. They was like, man, we had it better when we were slaves. Remember when we were slaves? We would sit around the fire. We had all this food. And now, you know, we're over here, we're hungry. <laughs> and so the Israelites said to Moses and to Aaron, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, because at least in Egypt, we sat around pots of meat and we ate all the food that we wanted. Now we were slaves, but we still had food. And you brought us out here into the desert to starve. And, and now all these people out here, we all going to starve to death. They're complaining, right? The people were complaining. They didn't have any faith. They didn't appreciate what God had done. None of that. They come out. They're no longer slaves. They came out with silver and gold. They come out. Not one sick one among them. None of that. And did God did, ang get, did God get angry at them? No. It was, it was grace. God was like, okay, uh, no problem. He started raining down manna from heaven. God provided them supernatural food every day. And once they were on God's supernatural diet, not one of them got sick. And it wasn't because they were in faith. It wasn't because they honored God. It was just the grace of God. Say grace. It was the grace of God. Exodus chapter 17. After everything the Lord had done, right? And so now he did all of this supernatural stuff for them. And so here they are again. They're complaining again. Exodus chapter 17. They were camped at Rephidim. And they complained about not having water again. And after all they had seen, they said to Moses, why did you bring us up out of Egypt and to make us and our children and our livestock die in the desert and die of thirst? Moses was so frustrated with these people. My God, finally, he was like, what am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. He goes to God, I was like, what's wrong with these people? They're ready to stone me to death. And, and this is crazy. And God said, no, 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 go out in front of the people and take with you some elders of Israel and take in your hand a staff, the staff that you took to struck the Nile. And so, so yeah, he said, now go. And I will stand before you by the rock of Horeb. And, and what I want you to do is take the stick and strike the rock and water will come out of the rock. And just like that, God provided water for millions of people from a rock, not because they were in faith, not because they honored God, not because they loved God. No, it was all grace. And it was, this was all before the law, though. So I'm building my case today. So mercy, let me give you some explanation of terms real quick. Mercy is God not giving you the bad that you deserve. Like, like if you do something bad, you sow bad seed, you should get a bad harvest. The mercy of God is when God withholds the bad that you earned. Like, doggone it, you earned it. You should get it, but I'm going to give you mercy. I'm withholding the bad that you do, that you do deserve. Grace is God giving you the good that you don't deserve. So, so, so in this case, we see grace and mercy. So, so I'm withholding the bad that you do deserve. 
I'm giving you the good that you don't deserve. That is grace and that is mercy and that is prior to the law of Moses. So prior to the law of Moses, we see a God of grace and Jesus died to get us back to this God of grace. Prior to the law of, law of Moses, with every murmur and complaint and whine and all of that, God gave them a fresh outpour of grace, not because they deserved it, but only because he was good. God did not bless the nation of Israel with the deliverance from Egypt, the opening of the Red Sea, the sweet water in Marah, uh, Mara, the manna from heaven and water from a rock. He didn't do any of that because they earned it or they deserved it. And he didn't do any of that because they exhibited any inkling of faith. He only did what he did by grace and grace alone. Grace is unearned. It is unmerited. It is undeserved. Grace is almost unbelievable. It is amazing grace. And that's why I preach the grace life. You got it? All right, number two, I'm building my case today. Number two, the introduction of the law changed everything. Think about everything that just happened in point number one. Now, once the law was introduced, it's a whole different story. So we see all of this grace extended to the nation of Israel leading up to Exodus chapter 20. But in Exodus chapter 20, the Lord told Moses the Ten Commandments. First, he just told them the Ten Commandments. Later, he put on tablets of stone. From Exodus 21 to 31, the Lord gave Moses a litany of additional laws. So he gave them the Ten Commandments. Then he gave them a bunch of laws, like for 10 chapters, right? And then in Exodus chapter 32, the Lord wrote the Ten Commandments with his own finger on tablets of stone. But by the time that Moses got down from the mountain, the law with the law of God written on tablets of stone, the people had already violated. And so they thought that Moses was taking too long. So they built a golden calf to be their God, little G God, and they worshiped this golden calf. So Moses was so angry. This is what the Bible says. He was so angry that he said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Each of you take up your swords and go back and forth from one end of the camp to the other end of the camp and kill everybody, even your brothers and your friends and your neighbors. Kill people. Well, the only ones that complied with that, there were 12, 12 tribes. The only tribe that complied with what Moses said was the Levites. They obeyed Moses' command and they picked up their swords and 3,000 people died that day. 3,000 people died that day. And you know, you want to say, uh, it, maybe people don't know why the Levites are like the Levitical priesthood. Well, Moses said, okay, to the Levites, today you have ordained yourselves for the service of the Lord, for you obeyed him, even though it meant killing your own sons and killing your own brothers. Today you have earned a blessing. I'm going to come back to that. He said, today you have earned a blessing. And so now you earned it. And now you guys will be the, the priesthood. You guys will be the, the Levites are the Levites because they killed 3000 people. That's crazy. So I'll give you another quick example real quick. In our first point, we saw how much the people complained, 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 and God gave them grace, 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 grace. That was prior to the law. After the law was given in Numbers 21, we see a completely different response from God. The, the Bible says the people of Israel set out to Mount Hor, taking the road to the Red Sea around the land of Edom. But the people grew impatient with the long journey, and they began to speak out against God and Moses. They began to complain. And they said, why have you brought us out here 
from Egypt to die in the wilderness. Doesn't that sound familiar? Sounds just like what they said before. They complain. There's nothing out here to eat. There's nothing out here to drink. And now we got to eat this manna. I don't even like manna. God gives us all this manna every day. I don't even like it. You know, they're complaining. That sounds like everything that, that happened before the law. And before the law, they complained, they complained, they complained. God gave them grace and grace and grace. But now that the law was given, uh-uh. Now that the law was given, they complained. What happened? God withdrew his protection. And once he withdrew his protection, poisonous snakes, the Bible says, poison, poisonous snakes came and bit everyone who complained, and they all died. Everyone who complained was bitten by a poisonous snake, and they all died. Then the people came to Moses and was like, oh my God, we have sinned by speaking against the Lord, by speaking against you. Please, 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 we pray that the Lord will take away the snakes. You see the difference? Why? Because now the law was given. And once the rules were given, it's a whole different story. What do we learn from this in the second point? I'm going to share a couple of things with you. A, the law brought death. On the day that the law was introduced, 3,000 people died. Now, no one died before when they were complaining and murmuring to God. But once the law was introduced and they violated the law, they died. They, as soon as they had rules to break, they broke the rules right? And, and that's how it is with us. You, you have kids, don't give them rules. As soon as you give your kids rules, they're going to break those rules. And so when the rules were given, they broke the rules. Matter of fact, they were breaking the rules while Moses was receiving the rules up on the mountain. And once they had rules and they broke the rules, then they had to pay for what they did. Now, prior to that, they didn't have to pay for it. B, the law brought human effort. I'm going to build more on this in my, my third point for today. When the Levites killed 3,000 people on the day that the law was given, Moses said to the Levites, today you have earned a blessing. Mm, that's not good. It sounds good, but it's not good. Prior to the law being given, no one earned anything. No one earned anything. Look at what did God do with Adam? Adam God just blessed Adam. He gave him a whole garden. He gave him power. He gave him the Holy Spirit. He gave him authority. Did he earn anything? No. What did God do with Abraham? I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. Through you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Did Abraham do anything to earn that? No. To deserve that? No. It was all grace. So prior to the law, it was just like grace, 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 grace. You do, uh, you have earned nothing. But no, then this happened. Once the law was given, he said, no, today you earned a blessing. You earned a blessing. So, so before the law, it was like, no, I'm blessing you by grace, not because you earned it, not because you deserve it. But once they were under the law, they didn't earn anything before the law. But once they were under the law, they had to live by human effort and human ability. And they had to earn what they received from God. See, the law is about man working for God. Grace is about God working for man. That's a big difference. See, when I was a child and I was in a very religious environment, I thought I had to live under the law. So I tried my best to earn God's best but I never could. Let me say that again. When I was in a religious mindset, I tried my best to earn God's best, but I never could. But why? Because I was trying with human ability, human power, human strength. I was trying to earn God's blessing. I was trying to earn God's blessing because I didn't understand grace. And so now I live the grace life. The grace life is no, 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 no. God wants to bless me by grace. God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me because God is good. And so now what I do is I use my faith to receive God's grace. 
and God blesses me, not because I'm good, but because God is good. So now my life is not about me. My life is all about him. And it's the grace life. And it's the life that Jesus died to give me. See, and then uh, uh, the law gives sin its strength. I've already made this point multiple times. Without the rules, you wouldn't have any rules to break. So once the rules were introduced, then there was sin. And once, you know, there was sin, the law gives sin its strength. I made that point. Number three, last point for today, and I'm building my case, but this is really important. Um, There was a shift to human effort, and now there's a shift back to grace. So, So when the law was introduced, there was a shift from grace to human effort. And then when Jesus came, he shifted us back from human effort back to grace. So let me explain. On the first point today, um, we saw how Israel murmured and complained. But instead of getting angry with them, God gave them grace and favor and blessed them. Instead of saying, well, you saw a bad seed, you're going to get a bad harvest. He just gave them a fresh outpour of grace with every complaint. They did nothing right, but God blessed them richly anyway. And it was obvious that God was operating by his grace, by his love. And during the time of complaining, not even one Israelite got sick. God shielded them. God blessed them. God protected them. God even gave them. God is so good. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. And so for them to follow God, God even gave them a cloud, a a cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night. So during the day, there was a cloud and God was like, hey, this is your direction. This is your GPS. Just follow this cloud. This is how I tell you where to go because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. And at night, he gave them a pillar of fire and he was like, follow the fire. So he gave them something they could see. So it's like, oh, we're following God. So during the day, we follow that cloud. And at night, we follow that fire, right? I mean, that's grace. I mean, that, that, that's like amazing. And so everything God did prior to Exodus 19, Exodus 20, he did it by grace. It was free. It was unmerited. It was undeserved. But in Exodus chapter 19, we see something different. In Exodus 19 and 6, the Lord said to Moses, you will be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Listen, this is, this is the message you must give the people of Israel. He said, I want all of y'all to be a whole kingdom of priests. It wasn't supposed to be just the, the Levites. It was supposed to be everybody. I want all of you to be a nation and a kingdom of priests. I want all of you to be able to hear from being interceded for the earth. I want all of you to be the 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 intercessors between God and man. I want all of you to be used in this mighty way. But then in verse eight, the people said, and all the people responded together, we will do everything the Lord has commanded. So Moses brought the answer back to God. Now, at first glance, that sounds good. Like, oh, that sounds good. They said they were going to do it. But the Hebrew word, the Hebrew connotation puts a special emphasis on the we. They were saying, okay, okay, fine. We will do everything the Lord commands us. And we have not really been doing anything yet, but now we are ready to do it. So put it on us. We are ready. Judge us according to what we do. Prior to this, yeah, you just been blessing us, blessing us, blessing us. We've been complaining. You've been blessing. We've been complaining. You've been blessing. Oh, you want us to be a kingdom of priests? We can do it. I can do it. Yes, finally, give me something to do. And so now I have something to do and you can judge me according to what I do. See, they wanted to shift to human effort. And so once they got that shift to human effort, after Exodus 19 and 8, it seems like every it seems like Israel was dealing with a different God. As soon as Exodus 19 and 8, you read that, they said, we, we got it. As soon as that happened, God distanced themselves. He distanced himself from, from them. And so all of a sudden, like it was a different God. So, so he told them that, hey, Moses is going up the mountain. You guys can't come. If someone even touches the mountain, you're going to die. 
whoa. Prior to that, there was none of this dying stuff. Prior to that, it was just free. It was grace. God said, no, Moses, go up the mountain. Nobody else can go. If somebody even touches the mountain, they're going to die. He told the people, you need to sanctify yourselves for three days. He told the people, you need to wash your clothes. You need to get ready. You need to get ready for when Moses comes back so that you can hear what he's saying. You need to sanctify yourselves. Fine. You want to work? You want to do human effort? You need to get ready. You need to do this. You need to. Why? There was a shift to human effort. And then later in that chapter, then Moses received the Ten Commandments, spoken. And then later he got it, right? Then he got all these 10 chapters more of rules and regulations. In Exodus chapter 24 and verse 3, the Bible says, Then Moses went down to the people, and he repeated all the instructions and the regulations that the Lord had given him. And once again, the people said, We will do everything the Lord has commanded, with an emphasis on we. They was like, Okay, we got it. We got it. Now, prior to this, it was not about them. Prior to this, it was all about God. And then in chapter 32, we get the, the Ten Commandments written on tablets of stone, and we already saw that 3,000 people died that day. So this is not the same agreement. Once this was introduced, everything changes. This is not the same agreement that Abraham had. All Abraham did was believe God, and it was attributed to him as righteousness. It, Abraham didn't earn anything. So there was a shift from grace to human effort. So I've given you a lot to process today. I'm going to give you some final points as I close. So... A, I'm going to just give you a bunch of quick points as I close. Prior to the law of Moses, God blessed Abraham and all of those who followed him by his grace. It was just grace. It was grace and people access God's grace with their faith. But once the law of Moses was in place, God blessed people according to their human effort. If they did good, then he would bless them and they will receive good. That's why you got to be careful. Like, you know, even when in the Bible says in the Old Testament, oh, you know, I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going out, blessed com coming in. I'm the head, not the tail. Yeah, I can claim that. But really, if you read that passage, it says, if you carefully do everything that I've commanded in the law, then you will be. So now it was a if then, it was a conditional blessing. So, so prior to the law, there was no condition. Once the law was introduced, everything was a conditional blessing. And so, so yeah, if you did right, you got the blessing. If you did wrong, it's not like God has to curse you. All God has to do is pull back his protection. If God pulls back his protection, you are susceptible to the enemy because we live in a fallen world. See, the law of Moses was designed to show us that we're not good enough, that we need a savior, that, that this whole we can do it. No, we can't do it. And so we need a savior to save us from our sin. D, the law is perfect but we're not perfect. We are flawed. The only perfect man to ever live, his name is Jesus. E, Jesus came to fulfill the law. We're not perfect. Jesus was perfect for us. F, once Jesus died, he was buried. He resurrected from the dead. Now he made a way for us to get back under grace. Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law. And so now we get to embrace the grace of God again. So now we go back to the blessing of Abraham. Now we go back to what Adam had in the garden. Now we go back to even before the rules. Now we go back to the grace of God. Gee, like Abraham, who was made righteous just because he believed God, you and I were made righteous when we believe God. Now we get to enjoy the grace of God and tap into the grace of God with our faith. And I'm righteous because I believe. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. Jesus shifted us back. H, last point. Jesus shifted us back from human effort to God's grace. There was God's grace before the law. Then 
Oh, psh, there was a shift to human effort. Now I realize I need a savior. That savior came. His name is Jesus. I accepted Jesus. I'm shifted back to grace. Now I'm under grace. And Jesus delivered me because of the grace of God from performance-based religion. I'm not under performance-based religion. I'm not trying to earn it. I'm not trying to deserve it. I'm not trying to get, it's not like I do right. God will bless me because I do right. And since I do right, God will bless me. No, listen, be honest. You ain't that good. You're not that good. Don't even act like if God only gave you and I, look at me, look at me. If God only gave us what we deserve, come on, we would be men and women most miserable. So don't try to act like you're all that. Don't try. Matter of fact, in the New Testament, the Bible says if you try to act, if you even try to say that you are without sin, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. John said, come on, don't even act like that. Don't even act like you're all that, that you're so good. Don't look down on nobody else because you're jacked up too. And so, so listen, it's the grace of God. The message is not I'm right and other people are wrong. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. No, no, no. The message is we're all wrong. We're all wrong. And we would all be going to hell if it were not for the grace of God. That's what Good Friday is about. That's what Resurrection Sunday is about. Jesus delivered us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham could come upon the Gentiles. Glory to God. So now I'm born again. Now I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Now I'm covered with the blood of Jesus. What can make me uh, 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 free from sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So it's the blood of Jesus that makes us white as snow. It's the blood of Jesus that makes, makes us clean from sin. It's not your works. You're not that good. It's not your performance. Your performance will never measure up to the size of the assignment that God has called you. Stop trying to earn it because you can't earn it. Stop trying to deserve it because you never will. Embrace the grace to be the man, the woman that God called you to be. Father, I thank you for your amazing in grace towards me. And I will be who you call me to be, not because I'm good, but because you're good. And the church said, amen. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for helping me to understand your amazing grace. Before the law was given, you blessed Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and Moses. You did it by grace. They earned nothing. They were not good, but you were good. Under the law, there was a shift to human effort. Under the law, you dealt with people by rules and regulations. The law was designed to get man to the end of himself. Thankfully, you sent a savior, and his name is Jesus. Under the law, I would be condemned because I'm not perfect. I have violated your commandments more times than I want to remember. But Jesus was perfect for me. Jesus redeemed me from the curse of the law. I am now in Christ and Christ is now in me. I'm not perfect, but I am forgiven. Like Abraham, I am righteous by faith. So now I believe and receive everything you've already provided. My faith taps into your grace. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. <laughs> Amen. This is today's word. Please, today's word. Tomorrow I have, I'll have another. Please apply it and Prosper. Listen, I shared a lot today. This is like, this is not, 
This is not like, you know, the Bible talks about milk and meat. This is not milk. This is not Similac. This is not formula. This is meat. Like this is graduate level stuff, but it's stuff that's important. We got to understand this. There was a reason why the law was introduced and the law doesn't apply to us today. And so embrace the grace of God to be the man, the woman that God has called you to be. This is one of those messages you might need to listen to again. Get this down in your spirit. If you get my notes, matter of fact, if you don't have my notes, why not? You get them for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Thank you so much. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing. I like to read those. And then share this message right now. This is a message you need to share. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. The best is yet to come. You know why? Not because you're good, but because God is good. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.